you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks this morning. I certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's a great honor uh, to be able to come across your airwaves, your radios, or however you tune into us. We're just thrilled for that. Uh, we got some special stuff going on today. In just a few minutes, I want to take you live uh, to a PTSD conference camp workshop at camp joy wisconsin i'm going to be cutting this up but i want to give you the first part live and i'm going to be cutting it up as we go along and i hope it's a blessing to you this week i want to really throw a lot of conference at you maybe a little bit to start next week but listen folks we would love to have you join us in bemidji minnesota for our uh ptsd conference that starts one week from the day you listen to this may god bless you give me a shout we'll talk to you soon Right, well, anyway, here we are. We're, we're talking about steps to healing. And, and I think this is a significant thing. And, and I put this before we talked about the characteristics and how to deal with them, because I, I think it's a pretty important thing. And uh, we'll go ahead and get this clicker working this morning. Here we go. And sometimes the clicker is much quicker at clicking than other times. Here we go. So the first step, we started talking about this a little bit yesterday. The first step to healing with PTSD is we've got to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And if we think about that, you know, when I went and joined the Army, I couldn't do anything for the Army uh, until I raised my right hand and joined. Yeah, right. And uh, I couldn't show up at an Army base and say, hey, I'm thinking of going in the Army. So will you let me in and use all the benefits and, and get everything that I need to do? And they'd say, you're crazy. Not only can you not come in, but you'll never be able to go in the Army. Well, it's the same way with God, right? The Bible proclaims that every human being has to be saved. We know that. There's not a just man upon the earth. That includes me. We're all sinners and capable of getting to heaven on our own merit. And so I love that verse in John 3.36. I use that. I don't know about you people in the ministry, if you're like me. I use 3.36 all the time. Amen. And, uh, and, and just remind people, he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not on the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abideth on him. So I, I always tell people, remember, you know, if we're not saved, the wrath of God is going to abide upon us. So you either have God or you don't have God. And, and then we've got to remember that God is fair and impartial. He's perfectly just. He's fair and impartial. I was listening to that song, Rejoicing the Lord, this morning. We've had the honor the last 10 years uh, to sit in church next to Ron and Shelley Hamilton. And then, of course, they moved to Florida as Ron got ready to go to heaven. And uh, they ended up spending seven months there before Ron Hamilton went to heaven. But I'll never forget the explanation of that song, Rejoice in the Lord. So some of you have heard this before. When Ron Hamilton went back, he found out he was having eye surgery. And they said there was an 80% chance he was going to lose his eye. And uh, when he went back for surgery, there were people who went down to Atlanta. He was at Emory Hospital. And he stopped everybody at his pastor, some family member there. They all prayed together with the doctor. And as soon as they got done praying, he said to the doctor, he said, now, doctor, if I lose my eye, will I be able to play tennis? And the doctor said, yeah, Rob, you'll be able to play tennis. He said, good, because I can't play the lick right now. But anyone that song rejoiced that he didn't lose his eye, eye cancer. But that song was born out of that time period in his life 
I think it was 1978 or 1979, he lost his eye. And his ministry pastor hired him. He was having a hard time using his glass eye. It was hurting all the time. So he was wearing a patch on his eye. And he went to church, and he finally was uh, two or three weeks after his surgery, they finally allowed him to go to church. Now, they take your eye out and you can go to church Wednesday. <laughs> Get to church. But back then, remember how they were about infection and stuff. Uh, but anyway, he went to church, and as soon as he walked through the door, these kids come running over, and they said, ha, 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 you're a pirate. Yeah. And he started as pirate ministry the next day. Amen. And so how God can change things. I could not see through the shadows ahead, so I looked at the cross of my Savior. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and God can do that. So we're always reminding people with PTSD and been through the terrible of terribles, take that trial, take that terrible thing, and use it. And it became a ministry where every week, 250,000 kids listen, download from their site, and stream as the pirate every single week. Just out of a kid pointing at it and saying, ha, 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 you're a pirate. And, uh, and, and so it's pretty cool. So we know this, right? We know that, that, that God hates uh, uh, lying, cheating. That's the stuff that keeps us out of heaven. He will administer justice according to his standards. Eternal death is the only just punishment for eternal sin. And I know I'm going a little bit fast on this, but the, the point I make with you and uh, many of you being in ministry or something, uh, th these are slides that I use online on Zoom. And by the way, I have the thumb drive. I know some people have mentioned to Debbie and I. There's two slideshows on here, by the way. And I also have the exam for those people who want to be a level one, but uh, uh, I sent it to Kevin as well. But there's two slideshows. Everything on here you're welcome to have. So if anybody wants to copy that on your computer, just let me know today. So number one, we have to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. When we do that, we become part of God's army, and we can go ahead and move forward in that. And so, now this is a big thing here, folks, okay? Uh, we have to understand that we're a new creation in Christ. People want to be in the same old place they've always been in. People want to talk about things like self-esteem, self-value, self-worth, self-image. They're all real. They're all important. But when you take that word self and you cross it out and you make it God image, God-esteem, God-value, uh, you know, how God views me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God doesn't view us as being ugly. God doesn't view us as being uh, a little bit heavy this week. God doesn't view us as being a knucklehead. God views us as being some pretty great human beings, right? And so much so, he, he tells us that our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. Folks, I don't know about you, but I'm glad about that. Uh, I've had people ask me one time, they say, well, uh, you know, brother, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about me mocking my body this way or doing this thing? I said, if you won't paint it on your church, don't put it on your body. Because your body's a temple of the Holy Spirit of God. So we're always reminding people, you're a new creation. God will save anybody right where they are, but he doesn't leave anybody right where they are. Right. And, and so having to tell people, you're a new creation in Christ, God will help you heal. You're new. You don't have to go backwards. God takes our sin, our shame, our failings, hiding as far as the east is from the west. Uh, God's always looking forward. The devil's always looking backwards. The devil wants to remind us of everything we've ever done bad in life. And uh, so as I look at this verse, I've I got a couple things I wrote down. And this verse is two truths. First of all, we're in Christ. And it says we're in Christ more than it says Christ is in us. It says Christ is in us twice. In the New Testament, it says we're in Christ, I think, 31 times. 
Being in Christ is a pretty big deal. Yes, sir. Being in Christ means, uh, uh, you know, he's our, he's our God. He's not going anywhere. He's our Lord. He's our Savior. We're going to follow him. We're going to trust him. We're in Christ, and uh, we're a new creation. So there's three stages of a human soul in connection with Christ. So the first stage, without Christ. The next stage, in Christ. And the third is with Christ. And so it's always important that we want to remind people that if you're not saved, you're without Christ. And uh, when you're without Christ, this new creation, God can take away these things from us. But we have to wake up and realize that the past is part of our life. It's part of our identity. But it's not something we've got to deal with and chew on every day. It's something we're a new creation in Christ. We can go ahead and move forward. And boy, we would have problems with that. We had a young lady one time who had been in the Navy, and like a lot of people, uh, she drank, was involved in weird relationships, and all those crazy things that happened in life. And then she got saved, and you know, years later in her life, she said, well, I'm not qualified to serve God. I said, well, then, if it's because of sin, nobody is. That's right. Yeah. Amen. You're clean. You're serving God. You've got a great life. You get to be a Sunday school teacher. You know, well, I, well, I used to be this way. Well, you're a new creation Amen. in Christ. And, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, eradication of the flesh. If we, if we murder somebody, we're still having to pay the punishment for that murder. Don't get me wrong. I get that. But I tell you, we've got to remind people that we're a new creation in Christ. And what a difference that makes in God's, uh, in God's eyes. And so we're all born without Christ. So to, to get through that, we have to have faith and accept Him. Then in Christ, uh, we, we realize it's to be in the center of bliss, the sun of paradise. And boy, we come in and out of there, don't we? As human beings, we come in and out of being in Christ. And that's why we get up and we have to do the things we do to fire ourselves off. And, uh, and, and, and so, so we can be in Christ in the day that he appears. That's, that's the most important part of it. And the other advantage of being a new creation is that you are now with Christ and you have the Holy Spirit of God residing within you. And we see that, that we're a temple. You are a temple of God and the Spirit of God dwelleth within you. So, you know, God ministers through you. The Holy Spirit is in your heart. Christ ministers through the Holy Spirit, which is in your heart. God the Father ministers through the Holy Spirit, which is in the heart. God the Holy Spirit ministers through the Holy Spirit, which is in your heart. So we're always reminding people, we get the whole Trinity. We got the whole God package yeah. ministering to us. Right. Hey, folks, we'll be right back with you. Just hang with us, uh, and uh, we'll continue playing this as we go forward. Thanks for being with us today. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Hey, we're going to continue to move forward. Thursday morning, Kevin's going to tell us how to work with the military. 
uh, Thursday around lunch or maybe after lunch, I'll, I'll go ahead and do how to work with VAs and fire departments and police departments and things like that. But whoever we work with, whatever we're going through, we need to acknowledge what the reality of our trauma looks like. And, and I believe that's biblical. Trust in Him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Sheila, think on these things. So when you, when you, get, when you come to this point, uh, you know, we've been through trauma in our lives and our families, and I found that the people who do the best at healing and do the best at life are the people who just put it all out on the table. Whether to God and to yourself and to each other. And uh, I found that that helps me the best. You know, as God, I, I, I do these things. I suffer from these things. I need your help. And write them down and turn it into a prayer request. And, and make that part of who you are. And God will help you with that. And uh, he'll help you as you seek help. So I think that's good. And then we've got to remember, uh, I think this, this real big idea here that we live under the shadow of an almighty God. Sometimes people forget that. They think they're all alone. A few times a year, especially from pastors and missionaries on the field and stuff, they'll call me up and they'll say, you know, brother Doug, God's not talking to me. And, uh, or God's not listening to me, or God's not hearing me. Has anyone ever felt like that? You can be honest. Yeah, yeah I felt bad today, right? Yeah. And, but I always say, you know, one of the things I've learned is that, uh, I need to talk to God to get the communication going. I really need to be prayerful, mm -hmm. and then I really need to be reading the Word of God in an honest in way where I'm trying to get something from the Word of God. Because we can all, I was a checkmark Bible reader. Any of you folks ever been a checkmark Bible reader? Yeah. Yeah. And we got to be careful of that because a lot of people we counsel or work with are checkmark Bible readers. Well, I read all my reading this morning. Well, what did you read about? How did that help you? Yeah. You know, and, and boy, that makes a difference when you start. I got a guy I'm working with right now in Utah. I talk to him every Friday, and, and he's always ready. Now. He wasn't ready the first couple times. And I'll say, brother, tell me about your Bible reading on Monday. Yeah. The first time I did it, he's like, I read. Second time I did it, I read twice. Third time I did it, he says, brother, Monday changed my life. Amen. He says, oh, man. He says, uh, he says, there's the apostle Paul. He's in jail. And then and Tuesday, he said, I couldn't wait for Tuesday. And I want to be that guy. But Joe just did there. You have to read with purpose. You have to ask God, what did this verse have for me today? What is it that this has for me? And then you hear from God and you're under the, you realize I'm under the shadow of Almighty God. He that dwelt in the secret place of the Most High God. How do you dwell in the secret place? You accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Uh, boy, sometimes go into that closet, go into that, that place where you can just be alone, go into the shut the door at work, uh, <clears throat> going into the power room when you need a little bit of time with him and understand you're under him. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snail of the fallen and the notion of pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under the wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror of night, nor by the arrow that flieth by day, nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at the side and ten thousand at the right hand but it shall not come nigh thee. God's got your back. God's with us. He'll get us through. And uh, we got to remember that, right? And so these verses talk to a person that God is his protector through faith. So we need that faith to be protected. The spiritual person is protected by divine grace. Grace is pretty big. You ever try to explain grace? What was it? Harold Cycle used to say? Explaining grace is like trying to wrap your arms around the mountain. 
That's how hard it is. It's, there's so much to grab to, there's so much to grapple and go after. And uh, but we got God's grace helping us with that incredible security. His promise. Everybody wants security. Everybody wants safe. Everybody wants safe spaces. Churches are going out of their way to be safe spaces for people. I'm so glad about that. I was members of churches before that were knuckle-headed churches. Yeah, right. And now it's great. We're so honored that we're a member of a safe place that people look out for one another. That, that, you know, that people are talking to each other. You have, you have accountability partners. It's amazing when, it, for years, churches were afraid to let people hang with each other. Mm -hmm. Well, if this group get together, they may not like the pastor, you know, or something like that. Our church has done the complete opposite of that. Hey, who's your accountability partner? Did, did you deeply pray with you today? Hang out with them. Talk to them. And man, it's empowering. These groups of people are coming up and saying, hey, pastor, how, how can we make the church bigger? You know, maybe we should get out and do that. Because they're praying together, they're talking together, and God empowers people. You know, what can we do to reach people? But when we remember that there's security, there's safety, we look out for each other. We're reminded that regardless of what happens, our Heavenly Father it was there with us. No matter what happens to us, God is there with us. So there's no reason to fear. Uh, God's people shall see God's promises fulfilled. That's a wonderful thing. And now this other thing. So as we go through the 12, and I always try to put this up front so that we can keep on going back to this as we do case studies and look at characteristics of things we go through in PTSD. But we always try to remind people that growth often means pain and trauma. Not what your high school football coach used to say, no pain, no gain. You guys uh, remember that? Whenever you did anything in gym class, high school football, your dad, people looking at you, your brother beating you up, no pain, no gain. This isn't what we're talking about here. What we're saying is the jump we go through in life provides some of the greatest growth. Yes, sir. That's what that's talking about. So growth without pain is an oxymoron. Suffering is how God shows himself as part of the call to serve Jesus. Then Jesus said unto the disciples, If any man come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. What's an example in the Bible of somebody who denied themselves and took up the cross to follow him? Who could say that? Let's think of the disciples for a minute. A lot of these guys, right? Judas never got it right. But these other guys, I mean, Matthew left, left his tax collector. Yeah. And he was making good money as a tax collector. It was probably a pretty cool thing to be a tax collector back then. But so often, uh, a lot of people want to get saved, and they stop right there. Yeah. And that's such a sad thing. Yeah. And, you know, so pastors and church workers and family members, they're trying to encourage the person to move forward. But when they get that concept, we've all seen people like that, right? They come to church for four or five years and have no movement in their life whatsoever, and all of a sudden, God gets up. And, and that's a glorious thing when God gets a hold of somebody. Yeah. And, and that's what it's talking about there. And then uh, remember that pain helps transform us into his image. So whenever you see gray, I think this is the first instance, I took it out of the book and just wrote it down as a writing point. So don't look for this in your book when you see gray. Uh, but it says it may be hard to hear these words, but from experience I can tell you this, uh, that they are harder to live, but when live, these words transform us and make us more... Christ-like. So when going through the pain of life, I don't know about you, but some of the greatest, most challenging, God-fearing people who stretched my mind, blew up my life, and uh, have been lovely, wonderful people, are people who've been through some of the hardest, greatest traumas yeah, right. in life. Mm -hmm. Have you guys noticed that? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, we had a guy, John Crabb. I, did anyone ever meet John Crabb besides that? You met John Crabb. You met the guy that would go to Germany and stuff? Yeah, from Clonmel, New York. Yeah. John Crabb, his wife died of cancer over a couple of year period. He passed the church right outside of Cornell. Was a Cornell graduate. Went through the seminary like Wheaton or something. Was a brilliant, brilliant man. Was a mathematician. And uh, anyway, he became one of the most conservative, godly Christians I ever met in my life. Hey, folks, we're going to go back to that uh, John Crabb story tomorrow. I just wanted to thank you for taking the opportunity of being with us today and letting you know that you, too, can heal from PTSD. And that first step is oh so important, accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Uh, that's it, folks. I, I mean, you have to have membership to enjoy the benefits of our Lord and Savior. Well, we certainly hope you have a great day today, and we'll look forward to coming back with you tomorrow. May God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now, first, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.